0: Welcome to the Psych 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Maxwell, and I am so happy today to have Mallory Health on the podcast. Mallory is a writer, speaker, and a passionate mental health advocate. Deciding about purpose in her illness, she's taken a stepping out of the shadows of her disease and into the proverbial light to bring a face of hope to those still in the throes of this battle. Mallory, so great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you too. Uh, you have a lot to share and I want to make sure we hit everything that we can. So let's get right into it. What brought you into this into this field? What made you get interested and start this mental health advocacy?
1: So at the age of 15, um, I started to notice that things in my life weren't right. And I can only chalk that up to accumulation of a lot of things that had gone on um in my past and i guess at some point i just i felt off something felt very very off and i you know as a teenager you don't want to admit something's wrong you just want to kind of keep trucking through and so i did but i kept feeling worse and it was a combination of sadness and anger and and anxiety and these feelings that i didn't quite understand and at 15 with a lack of you know mental health education i had no idea what was going on so I kind of just kept sliding deeper into the darkness until I confided in a friend. And after a few months, my friend said, I really think you need to get help. And she spoke to my parents. And Christmas Day, 2010, my parents brought me to an emergency room and got me the help that I needed. And since then, I've been on you know, a journey to try to figure out my mental health and understand it. And it didn't, it, I didn't start speaking about it until I took a medical leave of absence when I was in college my second year. Um, I knew that I was really struggling, I had sought out treatment, and I ended up taking this medical leave to go home and just try to recover. And I began working in one of the hospitals that I actually was hospitalized in several years prior. And I went to thank a mental health hero of mine. And she said, would you like to come speak to our patients? And, you know, tell them your story because we don't see a lot of people come back here the way you have and work. And I, without hesitation, said, I'm in. I didn't prepare a single word. I had no idea what I was going to say. But as I sat there and looked at kids who were sitting in the very seat that I sat in just a couple years prior, I just spoke from the heart. And 20 to 30 minutes later, I left. I remember sitting in my car down in the pouring rain with a huge smile ear to ear. And I knew that this was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I knew I wanted to share my story. I knew I wanted to be some face of hope for anyone struggling, big or small. I didn't matter what scale I did it on. I just wanted to help. And that's how I kind of got into this whole ad- advocacy business.
0: Wow, I, I just, I I love that visual of you sitting in a seat at, like a, at, a, at a place, right? Trying to get help. And, now, and then later, you're the one speaking to the kids in those seats. That's just such an amazing transformation. It's, I, and it reminds me of a story of a friend of mine who used to get social anxiety at school dances and then mm-hmm. turned around and started teaching dance just a few years later. So, I mean, this story, it just, I know it inspires me and anybody listening. This is proof that. You can be the one right that helps the people that are in your place. Just because you're in a place right now doesn't mean you're gonna be there forever. And Mallory is a perfect example of this. So you and, and my and I love public speaking, so I totally get that thrill <laughs> that you know that of oh, public speaking. So you start, you you did the public speech, and then you what steps do you take from there? Do you start did you start blogging before that? Did you start blogging after that? What, what is kind of the transformation that happened after that?
1: So as a kid, it's funny. I actually used to love creative writing and I used to make up stories with different characters. And so um, after I spoke that one time, I, you know, d- I decided I wanted to get back into that writing, but this time, instead of telling someone else's story of a character I made up, I decided that I would be the main character of my story, and I would start telling my own, and so I started doing a couple things, writing here and there, and then I got the opportunity to speak at my school by—it was truly a by chance. I went to a meeting— Uh, one night for active minds, uh, at my, that we have a chapter at our school and I was supposed to go to a different meeting that night and it got canceled. So I ended up headed to the active minds meeting where I found out about the speaking gig and I was like, Oh, well, I'm in, I'll do this. And so I ended up speaking there and I shared it on my Facebook and I was extremely nervous. I had never shared anything before. My writing was private still at this point. And when I shared it, I got unbelievable feedback, which is not what I was. I'm not looking to get, you know, the, the feedback, the praise for it. It was the messages in my inbox of people saying, I had no idea you went through this. It's so amazing to hear that someone else goes through what I go through. And that connection right there, that's what I did it for. I didn't share it for the recognition. I wanted someone to just feel like they could have someone to talk to about it because we we sit in silence and we sit there saying, you know, I don't want to tell anyone. I'm afraid people are going to judge me. And I finally had messages in my inbox of people who were going through the very same thing and we could support each other. And that's when I, that was my moment where I was like, okay, I'm just going to share stuff. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I want people to continue to see that, you know, I'm not sharing this one video of my story and saying, okay, it's over. I still struggle every day. And so I want to keep people updated so they can still find hope and also still see that I'm trucking out there with them. I'm still going with them.
0: Wow. And and that's what I've always experienced is whenever I've seen people sharing their stories like you, especially, you know, with their friends, the feedback is always amazing. Very rarely will I see negative feedback happen. And so that, you know, and of course, I mean, it's a scary thing, of course, to share your story to share something so personal, so raw, something, you know, not so much fun with people But you did it, and then you got that feedback, and I'm sure that inspired you to just keep on doing it. And having a support in a community is amazing. And so I encourage all of you, whether you're the person sharing your story, or the person receiving the story, this can be an inspiration in you to take that first step and to really help somebody share their story, get their voice out, because that can help in your recovery as well. I know I've seen that in myself. Your blog is amazing. I've looked it over. Oh, and thank you. you. Yes, I love it. I love the design. I love you know. I love it. And I was intrigued. You posted um, quite a bit on loving your body, loving yourself. Could you kind of share with us that journey of yours in kind of loving yourself? Because that's something I'm sure, as you know, something so many people struggle with. I mean, everyone kind of struggles with <laughs> loving themselves, but. Um, especially young people loving themselves for who they are. Could you kind of share your journey, kind of and show us how you did it and how we can do it too?
1: Absolutely. So I think in terms of body image, I struggled for a long time at the age of nine. I had a doctor tell me I was overweight and I became obsessive with that fact because as such a little kid, you you know, kids are brutally honest. So I was like, oh, other kids are going to start, you know, thinking I'm fat and they're going to bully me. And it, it indeed did happen a bit. And so I think for such a long time, I just kind of obsessed over my weight. I would hit the gym way too often. I would restrict what I was eating. I was calorie counting, all all of it, you name it. And it went on for a really, really long time. But I think one of the things I came to realize was, I? first of all, I am not a math person. I don't like numbers. So why was I obsessing over numbers? And one of the biggest things I think is that I had to let go of the scale. I had to stop thinking that a number was going to define me. My the weight, What I weigh, the pounds, none of it is relevant. What What a certain weight is to me is not to another person. And I think it's an arbitrary measure that society keeps having us stack ourselves up against. And so I had to let go of weighing myself. And when I did that, I started to say, okay, so how else am I going to, you know, measure how I feel if I'm going to let up, let go of this. And so I started doing other things. I started taking one of the silliest things I do is I take selfies of myself and I don't send them to anyone. I keep them so I can look at them and say, you know, you are beautiful just the way you are. No filter, no nothing. I look at myself and I, I get to appreciate myself as a person. Like I have this incredible body that can go outside and run around and I'm so fortunate for that. I have hands that work so I can write and I have a mouth that can open and speak and I start to realize my body for what it is and not for a number. And I think that has been so crucial. I think also when you know I lived in a city, I lived in Boston and I would people watch a lot and I would just see people walk by and i'd be like wow that person's so beautiful and they didn't necessarily meet our society standards of this is what beautiful is this is the size that beautiful has to be this is the color that beautiful has to be and i realized that if i was going to not hold other people to society standards of beauty and i could see them as beautiful regardless of that then why couldn't i see myself that way and so i started you know taking how i felt about other people and the way i looked at other people and applying that to myself because I am a person too and I should matter to myself as well.
0: I I love that. You just you basically just said, like, this doesn't matter. I'm not going to listen to this, which is fantastic because I mean I know I I mean I've I've experienced this a lot with, you know, people I've talked to about, you know, calorie counting and being very like too much. It was it's too much. Careful about your weight. And I love that what you said is that I to paraphrase, I did. I wouldn't hold other people to this standard. Why would I hold myself to this standard? And I, and I love that visual because that's a very honest, realistic approach is that if you're struggling with your body weight, if you're struggling with your self-image, ask yourself, what if your friend was doing this? What if your friend was acting this way, starving themselves, doing being unhealthy? Would you be supportive of that? Would you encourage them to keep doing that?
1: And that's not, absolutely not. Yep.
0: Yeah, and no one would do that. Like that doesn't make it it wouldn't make sense to encourage your friend to do that because you know it doesn't look healthy. Well, why would you do that for yourself? And that's a very interesting approach. I haven't really used that approach a whole lot, um, but I will definitely keep that in mind uh, when I'm speaking to people suffering from this more. So when we're looking at people, you know, suffering suffering from body image, just uh, that whole area of eating disorders. What advice, what, just, what steps would you advise someone going through that right now?
1: I think one of the biggest things is self-talk. I think, especially with mental illness, we have illnesses that like to speak to us and tell us negative things about ourselves whether we do it consciously or unconsciously, we internalize negativity and it's of no fault of our own. It's just something that's a part of our illness. So one of the things that I still struggle with, but I definitely uh, work on is self-talk. I will stand in front of a mirror and as awkward as it is, I will talk to myself. I will say, you are strong, you are beautiful, you are talented. And it's these little boosts that Even as silly as they feel, they start to become more comfortable with repetition. And the more you repeat these things to yourself, the more you believe that they're true. As much as we say that you're not worth it, when you repeat that phrase in your head, that becomes true, you can do it the other way. And it takes a while because it's, you know, years of repetition of negativity. But if you keep at it as awkward and as frustrating as it may be, sometimes it really does start to make a difference. And one of the things I read in a book, which I found to be very funny, was that uh, Shonda Rhimes, the uh, creator of Grey's Anatomy, she had this year of yes, and she spoke about how she would stand like Wonder Woman or Superwoman in front of her mirror with her arms on her hips and just like smile and say, I feel empowered. And I actually started doing that recently in the morning when no one is home, so I can do it in my own little privacy but it feels really good. I feel like I stand strong. I stand tall and I feel ready to take on the day. And it's, it's such a hard thing to do. And I, I know it comes out. I say it, it's again, easier said than done, but it's definitely something that I found, you know, over time to be very powerful. Well,
0: yes, that, and that is, and, and in fact, I first learned this in my psychology class that doing exactly that forms stronger pathways in your brain to make it easier to go to that place so telling yourself i'm amazing i'm strong i'm beautiful over and over again actually creates neural pathways in your brain that makes it easier for your brain to go along that route so and so it trains the brain to say i am beautiful i am strong i am amazing so you're building up a great habit in that i agree that is an amazing habit to have along with power posing um before t- before I-, I talk, I'll go to the bathroom and I'll, you know, I'll do like a Superman. I'll do a victory. I'll stand strong. I'll, you know, I'll do something that really get me pumped and make me feel more confident <laughs> than I already am. Right? Just super confident and just super happy with myself and ready to go out there. This is all fantastic. So you have a blog, The Infinite Project, uh, Mallory's Fight. Can you tell us a little bit about the name? Uh, what does that mean, The Infinite Project?
1: So... When I returned to school after my medical leave, I um, one of my friends was helping me move in. She's one of my best friends, and she wanted to get a tattoo really badly. And so I said, you know, as a, she, we had to say goodbye, I said, as our goodbye, let's like get you your tattoo. And I said, you know, like I want one down the line. And she said, why won't you get one tomorrow with me? And I said, well, I want to wait. I um, I'd already gotten one. My parents weren't thrilled about it. I was wanted to get another. Um, as a sign of my recovery, self-harm had always been something i had struggled with. And I wasn't sure if I was quite done with it. And I wanted to wait until I was like, I knew I was done. And she said, that's silly. You should say, I want to start my recovery today. Don't say, I want to start it tomorrow. Say, I want to start today. Get this tattoo and say, you want to start today. And I was like, I love that, but I have no idea what I want to get. And she goes into a book and it's Perks of Being a Wallflower. And she says, this is the one I want you to get. And she points at that quote where they're driving under the overpass and he, you know, sticks his head out of the, the car and he just takes in the air. And it, and I believe he's, the quote is actually, uh, and in that moment, we were infinite. And so I kind of adapted that to myself. And in that moment, I felt infinite. And that word infinite really, really resonated with me. This idea that You know, there are so many possibilities in life. And when I am struggling, everything seems so black and white, so finite, and that my life, you know, could end at any moment. And I don't want that to be the case. Infinity embodies everything that's opposite of that. It embodies this idea that your life can keep going. You can keep growing. There's no cap on your potential, on the direction that your life could go in. And I thought that was the perfect word to inspire Change and growth and hope and it's something that you can keep pushing for. There's no end to it because it is ongoing, ever, ever going. And so that was kind of the word that I clung to in my own recovery, and I thought others might be able to resonate with that as well.
0: Wow, I've never, I've never thought about that before. I just the in word infinite. It's a purely mathematical term to me, um, it, but hearing it in this way, I mean, it's just like it's just like a revelation. My mind's all of a sudden like making a new connections, thinking. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. I'm trying to like I'm processing it right now as I'm trying to speak. That's yeah, so that's <laughs> amazing. So you have an amazing blog. Um I love it. The link to her blog and her social will be in the show notes at the psych101podcast.com and Just, I want to leave you with this quote is, be be infinite, Um, that's, it it can mean, I guess it can mean whatever you want it to mean, Um, but I love your explanation, Mallory. Thank you so much for being on the show, sharing so much great info. Everyone, please check out her blog, check out her social. That's where I connected with her, and that's where I hope you'll connect with her as well. You've been listening to the Psych 101 Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Maxwell, chattering, chatting with Mallory from The Infinite Project. Um, link Again, links will be in the show notes at the psych 11 podcastcom Thank you so much, Mallory, for being on the show, and as always, be ashamed and stay ashamed.